Hello and welcome to this week's edition of Objective Health. My name is Elliot, I am your host today and in the virtual studio with me I have Erica, Doug and Damien on the Wheels of Steel. Hello. Hello. So in today's show we are going to be talking about a drug which has gotten a lot of press attention over the past I would say a couple of months, but it seems to be picking up traction as more and more doctors are explaining the benefits of this drug, specifically in regard to COVID-19. So this particular drug is not hydroxychloroquine. We've done a show on that in the past. It is another drug uh, which is called ivermectin. Ivermectin. Sorry. So ivermectin is a it's actually an antiparasitic. It was developed in the 1970s in Japan, I believe. It's primarily used in um, in cattle, in sheep. It's used for livestock. Um, but there is research showing that this particular drug is very, very effective, not only for treating active COVID-19 infection but also as a prophylactic agent. So some of the research we'll be looking at today um, really indicates that this is something that not only can address COVID-19 infection or improve it massively if someone has it, but it is also excellent for protecting or preventing getting this infection in the first place. Um, we'll also be looking at how... <laughs> Not surprisingly, this drug has it's been slammed by the conventional medical establishment, and there's various powers that be which are trying to convince people that this drug is not effective and that it should not be used for COVID nineteen. Um, so yes, what do we want to start off with? What should we start off with today? Well, maybe we could start with the. Um the site that you found recently that had all the summary right. of the, the research. Okay, okay. So I believe th there's one site that I think all of our listeners should check out. Uh, it's particularly good, um, uh, like a, a collection of evidence, um, looking at the studies, the data, and it's got lots of great analyses of that data. Um, it's called IVM meta.com and when you go onto that on onto that website um there's a section on ivermectin uh, it's titled ivermectin is a ivermectin is effective for covid-19 real time meta analysis of 46 studies um there are also sections on this website looking at vitamin d vitamin c zinc hydroxychloroquine and other um, drugs and therapies which have also been shown to be effective but just to go over basically what this website tells us from the data that's currently available 100% of the 46 studies to date report positive effects random effects uh, random effects meta-analysis for early treatment and pooled effects shows a 79% reduction and prophylactic use meaning uh, preventative use shows 89% improvement Mortality uh, results show 75% lower mortality for all treatment delays and 84% lower for an early treatment. So essentially, 
immediately right there what we see is that this drug of all the studies that have been done on it is showing that it's pretty darn effective for COVID-19. Now it's an unexpected drug as it's an antiparasitic um, but it is it has been studied quite a bit now and there is uh, several researchers who are studying it even further. So I suppose as we move on um, over the next couple of months we will probably see many more studies coming out. It says the probability that an ineffective treatment generated results as positive as the 46 studies to date is estimated to be one in 70 trillion. Yeah. Okay, so that is in response to the um, conventional medical establishment's position, which is that this is a, um, an ineffective treatment. This has not been studied. There's not enough evidence to show that this is an effective treatment, and therefore it should likely not be used. Now, it's important to note that there's many of the doctors that have been using ivermectin have been using it as a for a repurposed use. So this drug is not... Uh, Let's put it this way, right? So this drug is approved by the FDA, but it's not approved by the FDA for the treatment of COVID-19. What that means is legally doctors can use it, but they um, they they have to use it kind of based on their own discretion, right? Because it is it has been approved, um, not specifically for this use. It means that it's not generally it's not part of the uh, the the uh, recommended treatment protocols but it's something that doctors have access to if they do want to use it okay and so um this very much in response to the fact that there's many sources which are saying that this is ineffective i will just repeat they found the the probability that this drug is ineffective is one in 70 trillion okay so what that basically means is categorically this drug is massively effective um and so yeah if we go through you can uh, the readers are, again i highly recommend this website you can go through uh, particularly if you're analytically minded you want to look at the science you want to look at the data you can see fairly clearly and all of the details are published on this website going through uh, exactly how effective this is, when it can be used, and what it can be used for, and in the doses that need to be used. So, um, so on the back of that, considering what we've just seen, um, <laughs> a one in seventy trillion chance that this is ineffective, we should really be asking ourselves the question: Why the FDA is warning against using this drug for COVID nineteen treatment? In fact, there was an article on Rappler.com. Um, I'm not familiar with this website, but it looks like it's based in the Philippines. And basically, this was published on March 17th, which is four days ago, or uh, four days ago from the time of, of, uh, of recording the show anyway. And, um, and yeah, so the FDA have essentially come out and they've said that only animals can take ivermectin. Um, it is not being tested as a possible COVID-19 treatment. Well, right there, that's 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 just patently false. Um, and what they are saying is is that they are warning the public against taking animal drugs, as the FDA has only evaluated their safety and efficacy in the particular species for which they are labelled. Using these products in humans can cause serious harm. Animal drugs are often highly concentrated and can be highly toxic to humans. Hmm. So it would seem as though 
We have the FDA who are coming out and saying, no, do not use this drug. This is very dangerous. This is not effective. This is for animals. And yet, on the other hand, we have 46 published studies showing that this is perhaps one of the most effective drugs to treat COVID-19. So we've got a little bit of a, uh, <laughs> a problem there. The question is who to trust? Do we trust the data or do we trust what the FDA is telling us? What do you think, guys? Well, no, I don't think we should trust the FDA. <laughs> no, but just to point out that it is the, the Philippine FDA. It's oh. not the American mm. FDA. But nonetheless, I mean, the point stands. I think that you're absolutely right. I trust, you know, the data more than I trust the American FDA or the Philippine FDA for that matter. Right, is the Philippine right? Sorry yeah. about that. I, I conveniently no, missed that. Yeah, it was. It wasn't <laughs> super clear in the in the study or in the uh, article. Either way, either, either way, way. Um, yeah, it's getting a lot of bad press in the uh, in America. Anyway, um, there are. Let's just have a look. So, it turns out that the social media giants, um, for some reason have been censoring um, any or a variety of positive posts on their platform, Twitter, um, which are basically explaining the potential benefits of this drug. Um, so there was an article which was published on SART. This was at the start of the year. And it's titled, Twitter Blocks European Medical Journal, which is a peer-reviewed scientific journal, um, EMJ, European Medical Journal, after it published a study on promising ivermectin treatment for COVID-19. Um, and so, yeah, it goes on to say that essentially what they did was they, um, the, the journal is called European Journal of Medical and Health Sciences. Um, they essentially posted that the drug had shown good benefits and that it was promising, that it's like, you know, sharing their data. Um, and it was censored. Um, they took it off Twitter. Yeah, they took the entire journal website off Twitter. It wasn't just that one study. They banned the entire... Um, so, yeah, basically Twitter has decided that nobody is allowed to read that medical journal, or at least not link to it from their website. And this is this is not some conspiracy theory website. This is not some alternative no. website, right? It's a medical it, journal. It, yeah, it's a peer-reviewed medical journal. It's not non-political in its very nature. It's it's science, um, although science can become political, as we Absolutely, know. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this, this this was simply posting data on a drug for a viral infection. I mean, for God's sake, guys. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it seems that Twitter did not like that. Uh, not surprising, really, since it is one of the giants which basically falls in line and does whatever it's told um, by its masters. But we see that uh, YouTube has also done the same. Surprise, surprise. Uh, yeah. In February, a month later, an article titled YouTube removes U.S. Senate committee hearing videos discussing ivermectin as early COVID-19 treatment. So this was at the U.S. Senate committee. Yeah. This, is, this, is, this is not a bunch of fringe doctors sat around <laughs> um, discussing. This is very important information that should ideally be publicly available. Um, so this was on December the 18th. It says that they were from a December, December the 18th committee on Homeland Security and Governmental Affairs hearing on early treatment of COVID-19. 
So there was um, a doctor. Her name's, his name was or name is Dr. Corey. He's part of a world-renowned world -renowned group of physicians who developed a groundbreaking uh, protocol to treat hospitalized COVID patients. Um, at the December hearing, he presented evidence regarding the use of ivermectin, a cheap and widely available drug that treats, uh, that treats tropical diseases caused by parasites. Talking about this, how this was used for the prevent, uh, prevention and early treatment of COVID-19. He described a just, study, a just published study from Argentina in which about 800 healthcare workers received ivermectin and 400 didn't. Not one of the 800 co uh, contracted COVID-19. 58% of the 400 who did not receive the medication did. So basically, all of the 800 people who had this drug did not get the virus. 58% of the people who did uh, who, who who did not have the drug um, got the virus. So, yeah, I mean that's pretty much in line with some of the other data that is available. It's massively effective. It's massively effective for the prevention of COVID. Um, and it's massively effective for the treatment of it as well. Uh, but unfortunately, it would seem, I mean, the, the, the author of this one particular article, uh, he says, the censors at YouTube have decided for, for, for all of us that the American public should not be able to hear what censors has heard. Apparently, they are smarter than medical doctors and ha who have devoted their lives to science and use their skills to save lives. They have decided at YouTube there is only one medical viewpoint allowed, and that is the viewpoint dictated by government agencies. Yeah. And we see that time and time again. Uh, so it would seem as though, um, yeah, the social media, social media is generally not a very good place to get medical advice anyway. Nope. But overall, uh, especially when it, is, it contains any conflict, any information which conflicts with the conventional narrative or the, um, the, the, the one specific narrative that they are trying to shove down everyone's throats. Uh, and that is that vaccines, namely, are the only effective treatment against COVID. Even yeah. then, they don't really work all that well. But um, that's what they want us to believe. So, um, so yeah, overall, it would seem as though... Ivermectin is is uh, <laughs> there's there's a lot of people in positions of power who do not want the information getting out on ivermectin. That's exactly, sure. and we talked about this uh, you know briefly on our last show too. The uh, the fact that the uh, emergency use authorization, um, which has been granted to the current crop of vaccines that are out there for COVID nineteen, um, is dependent on the fact that there is no alternative to um, the vaccines. Uh, there's no alternative treatment out there. No effective treatment um, exists. That's why they've given emergency use to these vaccines. Now, if an alternative treatment does come out, like say, oh, I don't know, ivermectin maybe, or maybe even HCQ, um, then all of a sudden they don't have any ground to stand on for that emergency use and it'll be yanked out. So I think that's exactly why we're seeing such resistance to um, these drugs. You know, the, the the smear campaign that was out there. We did a we did do a video on it um, in the past about uh, hydroxychloroquine. Um, was just unbelievable. Like you, I've never seen anything like this before. Like a like like smearing of a drug 
you know, a drug that actually has therapeutic benefits. It's like people who are like everybody and their mother is on Twitter, like slamming it, talking about how terrible it is and how Trump is going to kill everybody by talking about this drug. It really it's, it's, it's kind of stunning to see something like that. And we're seeing the same kind of thing again. I mean, like you were saying, Elliot, like the, the censoring the U.S. Senate on YouTube. Is there a precedent for that? I mean, they were censoring the president all over the place. So, I mean, I guess there is a precedent for it. But honestly, it's, it's, it's really stunning uh, to see the wheels come in motion to maintain this narrative, um, this failing narrative, as it were. Yeah, and with with well, lockdowns. it's interesting too. I, oh, sorry, no, no, Elliot, ahead, I didn't mean to cut go you ahead. off. I was just gonna say, so I I actually managed to catch it before it was um, scrubbed from YouTube. And one thing about Dr. Corey in the, his very introductory paragraph was you could tell that he had been. Um, pressured for having conflicts of interest. So he had made a point. I mean, he was very emotionally worked up. Like I'm working with people and I'm seeing them die every day. So are my other people in the industry. And the fact that he was pleading to have Fauci and the NIH actually look at all the previous studies that they had with this and that, that he had to say several times that he had no conflicts of interest at all. Uh, you know, he, you could tell he was really on the defensive, but he was vehement about getting his point across. Like this mm. is something that can really help people. And I do not understand why the NIH is so, um, resistant. And one other thing about that video is when it was taken down, it had over 8 million views. Mm -hmm. So that's a lot of views for people to see. And like you said, I mean, I don't sit around and watch Senate, you know, testimony ever, but, um, to have it taken down and you really realize like, okay, now, so we can't even see in the United States what's going on behind closed doors when people are trying to get the information out there for people to consider as opposed to the vaccine, right? So I just wanted to share that. Uh, I, I definitely think people should go and listen to him because you can tell he really genuinely cares about saving people's lives, which is what, you know, we're all been force fed for a year now. Like we want to save people's lives. Well, here's somebody who wants to save people's lives and uh, he's cut off from sharing his information. Yeah. That's all I want to say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and this guy is, is um, he's worked with this drug on the front lines. I mean, in that particular uh, Senate hearing, there's actually a transcript of that online um, and you can read it if you want to, but the, the, in that he, he explains that ivermectin is highly safe, widely available and low cost. His discovery was awarded Nobel Prize in Medicine and is already included on the WHO's world's list of essential medicines. Uh, he's talking about some of the data that he's he's written up and they found um, that was published on the IV Meta website that, that we spoke about before. And he concludes, these data show that ivermectin is effectively a miracle drug against COVID-19. The magnitude of the effect is similar to its Nobel Prize-worthy historical impacts against parasitic disease across many parts of the globe. So this guy and many other clinicians who use this in clinical practice are very clear that this is like 
one of the most effective drugs, if not the most effective drug against this condition. Um, but the problem is, is that if the world had an effective solution against uh, this viral infection, then all of the other measures would be frankly not needed. And that includes mask mandates, that includes uh, restrictions on movement, that includes much less controls that governments have over their people, much less tyranny, right? The, 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 it would also mean that people are going to be much less likely to get the vaccine. If they know that there is a very safe and very effective method of treating this illness with up to 85% uh, effectiveness, if not more, then they're probably going to go for the drug rather than the vaccine. In fact, many of the people who are vaccine hesitants, who are already concerned about the fact that this vaccine that's coming out or that's, that's already uh, being uh, administered is not tested, and people who do not really want to be a guinea pig but are still concerned about COVID-19, we can almost guarantee that a large chunk of those people are going to be taking this drug instead. And so if we look at it in the in, in terms of um, from a vaccine manufacturer's standpoint, well, I would say that uh, if I was in the business of trying to sell my vaccines, I, I would want all I would want as much information about ivermectin um, suppressed in any way possible. I would not be wanting people to know about the effectiveness of this very cheap uh, cheap drug because I would want to be getting my vaccine out. So, uh, so yeah, there's multiple conflicts of interest here, and it's really not a surprise in the slightest, um, and it's really bordering on criminal, um, the smear campaign that is going on against this. Uh, it's very unfortunate because uh, there are many people who are, are unfortunately going to be, um, uh, they're not going to have access to this if it is merit if, if it's warranted. So, um Yeah. It's funny, you know, just looking at um, Twitter, um, you know, just doing the research for the show and stuff like that. I was looking uh just, you know, put in the hashtag Ivermectin and seeing what was coming up. And there's probably as much stuff talking about how good it is as there is stuff slamming it, um, smearing it. Uh, so many people are just using these silly talking points, essentially, like it, it's an animal drug. Please don't take this. It's dangerous. It's only for animals. You know... It, it, there's, there's, there's no like that's not a scientific perspective in any stretch of the imagination, right? It has been used on humans for decades. You know, it's not, it isn't just an animal drug. Just because it does get used on animals doesn't make it an animal drug. And there are many drugs, many drugs that are used on both animals and humans because in a lot of ways we're very similar. So it's just I, I, I was just kind of shocked at the amount of the the amount of smearing that there is on social media for it. I mean, you know, YouTube censoring it, Twitter censoring it. Um, I mean, Twitter censoring medical journals that are talking about it. And then the, just the amount of people, I don't know if they're sock puppet accounts or if these are actually real people who just firmly believe this. I mean, maybe it's the same kind of thing that we saw with uh, uh, hydroxychloroquine, which became a, a, like a partisan issue. Um, but anyway, I just was, was quite surprised at that. Yeah, it would seem as though um, they are they're they're um, they're becoming what's the word? They feel like they're running out of time, basically. You know, they are uh, they're they're taking drastic measures in terms of all of the uh, the censorship now. It's it's like they they want to do all that they can 
to prevent this information from getting out. Do all that they can, even if it exposes them for what they really are. You know, uh, it's it's almost as though they 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 cannot take the risk of having this information reach the wider public because um because of the the all of the potential implications of that, which are frankly massive since the entire world has been <laughs> has been basically locked down. You know, for the most part, the entire world has been um, caught up in this craze of of coronavirus. If it was if if it was, you know. Down to a simple drug like ivermectin, which is really easy to make, really cheap, really effective, and really safe. Then, <laughs> well, who knows? Um, well, and, and it just goes to show you, um, you know, in New York State, um, several family members of critically ill patients had to actually get court orders to allow ivermectin treatment, which proved to be life-saving. I mean, imagine in the middle of a pandemic in a state like New York, you have to get a court order to use ivermectin to save your family's life. You know, I mean, you can't make this stuff up. <laughs> it really just shows the, 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 I don't even know what I want to say. I want to say the psychopathic nature of these, you know, the, the, the rules that are being like, they would rather have everybody locked in their houses, forced to take an experimental injection, than use a cheap, effective, historically um, proven to be safe drug for it that has uh, pretty amazing results coming out. Like they would rather keep you locked down. They would rather keep you having to wear a mask. They would rather have your kids terrified right? That's what they want. They don't want to have a cheap and easy, take a pill and don't worry about it. They want to have this control, this fear. It's, it's, it's so maddening. Well, at this point in the game, it's like we have been saying for the last year, is this really about a virus? Is, have we all kind of realized that this is, there's more, more to the plot than, uh, you know, COVID-1984, for sure. If anything, it's a confirmation of that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yep, indeed. Um, again, if... So in the U.S., I'll tell people, you can actually, I have some right here, you can actually buy, this is called agromectin, but it is ivermectin for animals. $31 local feed store. Over the Even counter. the gentleman that sold it to us said that you can take this for COVID-19 and you can give it to your pigs and cattle and to your dogs. So, and cats too. <laughs> so there you have it. <laughs> if your doctor won't prescribe it, you don't need a court order. <laughs> yeah, there are definitely ways to obtain um, these kind of things whether it be from a vet, whether it be from any other way, or whether you have to get it from overseas. I mean, there's many countries that do sell these kind of chemicals um, for w without the kind of restrictions that you have in somewhere like the US or Canada or Europe. Uh, that's not me making any recommendations here. But, uh, <laughs> no, just no recommendations. Just information. Just information. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, where there's a will, there's a way, as they say, right? So... Uh, yeah, I, 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 looking at 
a lot of the data reading some of the papers on this i am fairly certain that if one of my family members who i thought was you know didn't stand a very good chance against covid if they were to come down with this virus then this would be 100% this would be the thing that I would uh, that I would go to and I would try to in all of my power make sure that they had access to and it's just uh, it's, it's sickening it's really sickening to think that uh, this treatment has been known for a long time now uh, and it's it's still not been implemented um, and it shows that the problem is really nothing to do with public health the problem is is primarily political um and it is uh yeah uh it was never about the virus right it was never about the virus it hasn't been for a long time um and so unfortunately it doesn't look as though this uh this particular drug will um will kind of get the attention that it deserves but we'll see you know anything we'll can happen over the next couple of weeks or months even so um or even so, yeah. today <laughs> yeah indeed <laughs> Has anything happened today? Anything new happened today? today? <laughs> no, I'm just teasing. <laughs> my well, joke these days is my long-term plan is to make it through today because you never know what's going to happen. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Yeah, indeed. Um, right. So, yeah. Is there anything that you guys want to add? Um, anything we haven't spoken about? I think we covered it. We covered it. Ivermectin is good, right? The end. The end. Exactly. <laughs> Ivermectin, very impressive. So, yeah, uh, keep an eye out. Twitter, I'd imagine there's various Twitter hashtags and whatnot. But uh, yeah, keep an eye out for the for the news. See what comes out about Ivermectin. And if you do come across uh, information which is essentially trying to discredit Ivermectin's effectiveness, remember the website IVM meta dot um dot com. com ivm meta dot com and if you want to see the data you go there and it, de- it lays it out in a very uh, understandable comprehensive way that even a layman can understand and after reading that and reviewing the literature you will see that this is not just hearsay this is um there's a lot of truth into this so um yeah this is people need to know this chef far and wide Okay, so uh, yeah, if that's everything, thank you to my co-host, thanks Damien, and thanks to all of our listeners. Um, you can like and subscribe on BitChute or Library. So uh, yeah, thanks for tuning in, and we will see you next week. Bye everybody. Bye. Bye.